Okay, welcome in to the Bound Patch Podcast. I'm your host, Wiley McDonald. Today we're going to kind of do a quick show, a solo pod. Uh, I've been struggling to get my internet set up in my new apartment. Xfinity kept saying it would arrive tomorrow, the, my internet box, and that took like a week. So this day, the, I'm saying it will arrive tomorrow, and I finally got it. So I've been kind of living off my hotspot um, a little bit, which have been decent, but not great. And I didn't want to have try to have a guest on and get audio that would be kind of buffering in and out. And that then we want to put a guest through that. So we're going to record a quick pod right now. We're going to run through my top five MVP ballot. And then... Uh, before that, I am going to talk about the Billy Donovan extension. It's pretty big news for the board are concerned, at least. Maybe not like huge league news, but for the board, I do think it's kind of interesting, especially when the news came out and how the whole thing played out. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, with the Billy Donovan extension, Kind of interesting how it played out. I guess it would shine and agree to over the summer. Uh, we just found out about it on Tuesday, I believe. And yeah, it's interesting. Um, especially, it would have been kind of nice to know that Billy was pretty safe, especially through that looting streak. A lot of people are kind of already calling for a job, putting him on the hot seat. Something I don't really agree with. I don't think any of the problems the board have are billied far. I know the coach is kind of always don't be the first one to go down. But, yeah, I like Billy. I think he's maybe like the 13, 14, 15 best coach in the league. Somewhere around now, he's not, definitely not a top-tier coach. I don't think he's the guy that weighted your ceiling, really. I think he weighted your floor a lot, I think. I think... Some of those bad worst-case scenarios he kind of takes out just because he is a really good defensive coach that I think defensively, especially what he done with the boards, for the most part, they've been a top half of the lead defense. Uh, last year they were not, pretty much because they got rabbits by injuries. But pretty much when he's had a workable watch door, they've always been a top 10 defense, if not top the kind of down yielded kind of when they were like 12 or 13. So, great defensive coach. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense. Board have always been very loyal to their coaches, very loyal to their front office. And I mean, they kind of respected uh, whether you think this team is close or not to blowing it up. I think, I don't think they're that close to blowing it up, but even if they do, um, I think it would reasonable to expect that Billy Donovan will at least be there for the first few years of kind of the rebuild. And no, he had that. He was a great college coach. I think he would be good with a young team. I think he was good with the, our young guys that we had that one year. And we had the young team before we kind of shifted to being a veteran team. Um, it's kind of interesting that I'm recording this after the Shunned game. The like I said, I like Billy, but his decision to put Patrick Williams on Booker, I did not like. And I do think Patrick Williams has been playing good defense and is a shower defender, but 
he's a power forward. Like the Booker, just don't be too hard of a matchup for him. Uh, it's funny that that even happened a couple of years ago that Booker lit up Patrick Williams in that game. Um, so I think it's a little hard that I don't think we have a great matchup for Booker. I think he's a little too big for Caruso and Io. Um, maybe we should have put Devontae Green on him a little bit more. I would like to see that. Um, but so yeah, I, it's funny because I was happy about his tension. I'm like, I should record something about how much I like Billy Donovan and I like that he don't be the board coach longer, but then he, I watched the Sun game and I'm like, I am not liking this Billy Donovan. He didn't to put Patrick Williams on Devin Booker and it is not going well, but yeah. So happy to have Billy Donovan and for a few more years, probably don't even see the next wave of Chicago board under him and yeah, the, Okay, so now I'm going to run through my first MVP second. Uh, there are 11 guys that I looked at super seriously. Um, I'm just going to kind of wank those 11 guys. I know it's kind of a weird cutoff, but it's kind of work with me. Um, yeah, so we start with number 11. Um, this is, I should say, right now. I'm not trying to predict anything. Um, in terms of tiebreaker, I kind of looked at how the team were doing and... Stuff like that. Uh, but number 11, I have Anthony Davis. Number 10, Donovan Mitchell. Number 9, Joel Embiid. Number 8, Devin Booker. Number 7, Jay Gildas Alexander. And number 6, Kevin Durant. So those are kind of my honorable mentions. I don't want to dive too much into any of those. Um, I'm going to focus more on my top 5, I'm sure. We have plenty of time to discuss all the other players throughout the season. Uh, maybe on an all-NBA second or something like that. But my uh, number five right now, I have Luka Doncic. I would be in 33.5 points, 8.8 rebound, 8.6 assists, shooting 50.5% from the field and 31.5% from three. Um, the three-point shooting is one of the things that held him back for me. I also think the Mav does not look that great the last few weeks, so that kind of moved him down. I mean, initially, me and Steve were kind of talking that uh, we thought it would Tatum and Luca both in the field a little bit. We were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. I think it opened up a lot more. Uh, Luca can certainly still win it. He don't win MVP at some point. It could definitely be this year. I honestly would have no problem when someone argued he had the MVP right now. I think all five of the guys in my top five are pretty close to each other, honestly. It's only 20 games in, so a lot can change. Um, the Mavs are 10 and 10, so like I said, they kind of slipped off a little bit. So uh, The big thing I want to see from Luka in general, and I'd like to see him shoot the three ball a little better, he, especially with the amount he takes, but... The defense have been decent. Um, yeah, and the Mavericks don't go far. He takes some, so he definitely got to be in the top five, I think. Number four, sorry, Steve. I'll be honest right now. I think you might want him a little higher, but uh, he averaging 31.3 points per game, 11.5 rebound, 5.5 assists, shooting 53.3% from the field. Uh, I didn't even write down the three-point percent. It doesn't really matter, but... His offense has not been as good as I would like. I've liked it, honestly. Uh, I think he's a worthy kind of 
fifth, fourth spot guy. Um, I don't think, like I said, I think anyone can win it. Yannick can certainly still win this award, but I don't think he's been a good at the top three guys. And yeah, he defensively, he's the best player that we don't talk about today at all. But he, you'd awesome. The when he whenever they go against the board, I am afraid that he don't go off with fifty. I think everyone when they go up against Giannis and feeling that he's I still think he's the best player in the world right now, but he's number four on my MVP ballot. The Bucks are fifteen and five. Uh second to the Celtics in the East. And yeah, Giannis have been having down offensive season, but I'm sure he'll pick it up. He'll have less of a load with Middleton getting back and more spacing to work with too, which could help him around the win. His win number that had dropped off a little bit. Um Number three, I have Nikola Jokic. Uh, on-off metrics, I all of him, as they usually do. He's averaging 22.7 points per game, 9.8 rebound, 8.9 assists. Uh, he's shooting 62.9% from the field. Wow. Uh, only 32.4% on three. That's similar to Luka. I would like to see Jokic become a more consistent three-point shooter. A lot of people, when we talk about what can Jokic really improve on, for me, it's the three-point shooting. I think that's the one area of the game outside of defense, obviously, that could take his game to the next level. His playmaking, it always been absurd. The Nuggets, 14-7, and seven, second in the West, by the way. I think that being swept down a little bit. I'm honestly kind of working on a take. I think... Now I picked the Nuggets to go to the finals in the preseason, and I'm kind of sticking with that. And honestly, I think they might just be the best team in the West. Honestly, if the Warriors aren't gonna fill out this bench, I think the Warriors might even make them trades. But we'll talk about the Warriors in a second. But yeah, Jokic, I think Thor is about as high as you can get him. I think the, I do think the top two have kind of separated themselves a little bit. Uh, love Jokic. Uh, I'm sure he's a little higher on my list than some other people listed, but. He's my guy, and I, the on-off metrics you can't really argue with, even though some people like to. Um, number two, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. Um, Warriors are 11-11, only 500, but they've been coming on at late. They've got the boards uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, so hopefully that will be a loss, and they'll be 11-12. Uh, but Curry is averaging 31.4 points per game. 6.7 rebounds per game for a guard. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and 7 assists. He's shooting 51.8% on the field for a point guard. That's kind of crazy. And 43.6% on three. You know, Corey, best shooter of all time. And I think Corey had a case to be number one. Um, I think he'd, honestly, I think he'd had... With the start of the season, he'd formed himself up for me at a top three player in the world. And I think he could always probably have been now uh, hit Giannis, Jokic, and Corey for me. Um, I think there was probably a little bit of a gap after that. But Corey, this, where would the Warriors be without Corey right now? They were playing insane with him on the floor, not doing that well without him on the floor. And Clay Thompson not doing very well, poor. Similar to Quay, kind of hit or miss on these games. Uh, Quay had the opportunity to tie the Mavericks on Tuesday night. I was watching that game and just had a wide open three and missed it. The Draymond 
you know, great defensive player, not going to get much from him offensively. The Warriors have maybe one of the worst fans in the league, and Corey to kind of the duct tape and spit, I guess, to kind of keeping this thing together. I think it's kind of crazy that they're 500 right now. They really turned it around. I think there's a chance that they could go on a real one. Um, I think it's Golden State and Denver got to be the two teams in the West that are considered the two favorites right now. I know a lot of people kind of drop off the Golden State bandwagon after that rough start, but I said this last year, I'm going to say the same thing this year. I'm going to be a year too late on picking against Corey Thompson and Green, not a year early. So um, Golden State and Denver, those are my two teams in the West and keep going back and forth on in my head. I'm kind of leaning Denver right now, but like I said, uh, I don't want to pick against the Warriors one year too early. Um, but for the no, my number one spot, I have Jason Tatum. Uh, for the Boston Celtics, 18-4, uh, best team in the league. Two of those four losses are double-digit losses to Chicago Bulls, I should point out. Um, but Jason Tatum having 31 points, six points per game, 7.8 rebound, 4.5 assists, shooting 48.8% from the field and 36.6% from three. He was kind of struggling from three a little bit. He had a hot game last night. I believe he had 49. Helped knock that up to 36.6 with pretty solid. Um, I mean, he just looks a lot more fluid this year than he had in the past. Much more kind of like LPG is very fluid. Paul George, I think Tatum had always look a little like iffy way to handle sometimes. I think it handle it much improved. He'd kind of turn the ball over a lot, and that's a big thing. Big thing for Tatum is he need to keep that up. He's probably the best defender not named Giannis that is really in this conversation, which should matter. And you know, the best team would really my big tie boy for right now. I know I don't. I by the end of the season, I'm not don't care much about team record, but I'm splitting hair with him and Corey Tatum team has won seven more games. So that's a especially early in the season that. A pretty bit different. That's a lot bigger than two or three wins at the end of the season, like it was with Jokic and Giannis last year, for example. So, um, yeah, so that's my top 11 a little bit. And again, I apologize for the weird number, but that's the 11 guy that was taking the most seriously. That's the one through it real quick AD 11, Diamond Mitchell 10, Joel B 9, Devin Booker 8, Sergio Dis Alvando 7, uh, KD a 6. Luca at five, Giannis at four, Jokic at three, Foley at two, and Jason Taylor in my MVP at my fourth level Bound Patch podcast, MVP second. So, Jason Tatum, you probably don't care, but congratulations. And yeah, I'm going to look forward to do this again in a few weeks. Maybe I'll have a guest on do it with me next time. But then the top internet situation, so no solo pod. So, next week I have. I had the first ever three-person conversation. I had two great guests lined up. So that's going to tease you guys with that. And thank you for listening to the Bounce Pads Podcast.